Sorry, I'm late, John. I was the base of a human pyramid. <laughs> True story. So that would explain why you completely missed our interview with, uh, with Matt. Yes, I uh, completely missed it. I feel insanely guilty. Why, why was there a human pyramid? Uh, so my, my wife and my daughter do um, like yoga and stuff and circus skills. And they, they've come across a video of people showing how to do human pyramids, how to do them safely, how to construct them safely. And so I was the base of this human pyramid so they can climb on top of me. If you ever need a hooper, that's my skill. Oh, okay. You're a hooper, are you? I, I'm, I can do hooping, yeah. This is the Sheer Isolation Podcast. It's presented by Kieran Moore and John Ponting. Welcome to the Sheer Isolation Podcast. We are on to our fifth programme now, Kim. We're getting proper old hands at this now, and, and yet we're still being really amateur about it. Look, I think amateur is, is, is where we connect with people. We're not, we're not pretending we're anything we're not. We are two guys in our dining room stroke bedrooms just having fun. Yeah. Creating a podcast which is there to promote the local music scene, which needs Indeed promotion at the moment. It does need promoting, and we're gonna, we don't know what's happening with this whole lockdown. We're going to come out the other side of it, and we've got to be ready. So we've got to we've got to look after our local scene. So uh, so this week on the podcast, we are joined by Matt Ottridge, who is the uh, person in charge of the Exchange in Bristol, which is a, a great little venue. It's a fantastic venue, and I've been chatting to Matt quite a lot recently, and I've learned so much more about it that I didn't even realise before. In the interview, he actually talks about all the different bits as well, all the different components of the exchange. So it's just, it's a little its own little hub of, uh, of music, isn't it? it? It absolutely is, and one that I hope to emulate in Trowbridge. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main ambition, is it? That's the big plan. It's where I live here now, so I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Right, um, we are going to play a track, and uh, we are going to play a song by Olivia Aubrey, who is somebody I'm not too familiar with, but I believe you are. Yes, so Olivia, um, she came to the, my attention via Chris TT a couple of years ago, um, and he's just sent me a message saying, Kieran, Olivia is this amazing talent, you, you've got to check her out. And I checked her out, and I loved her music, and um, she, came to, she came to the UK, she comes from Portland in Oregon, and she did a couple of tours of the UK, little acoustic shows, like the Devizes at the Lamb, at the Salabar. And um, we got to know her. She stayed in my house a few times. Lovely woman. Anyway, she going to record this this out this debut proper debut album. And she came to London. She did some recording with Chris TT's backing band, The Hood Rats. It's got some really cool musicians on there, like Jen Malco and people like that. And then she went away back to America. And she was due to come to the UK in September to tour this album. And I think it's fair to say that that's probably not going to happen. But she's ploughed ahead with the release anyway, because obviously you've got schedules. You can't not release it. Um, and she sent me through, I, I did like bank camp it, pre-ordered it, and she sent me through the, the MP3s, and it's just fantastic. So much power. It does, it does have that hood rat sound to it. I, I don't know if I'm placing that on the music or if anybody else could hear it, but brilliant, brilliant songs, incredibly well recorded. They just sound fantastic. Is poised at the ready outside the Portland Art Museum. I know if I go in with her, we might not come out again. And she says, Let me blow your mind, then you can blow mine right back. Then together we can break down the fourth wall, level this platform fast. 
was Olivia Aubrey with Geolocation at PAM. And uh, you, you said she's got a new new album, a new, new material. Yes, so I think it's a debut, proper full length, 11 tracks, recorded in London with, with Chris T.T.'s crew. Um, and it sounds fantastic. She was due to play in Trowbridge or Wiltshire at some point on September the 11th, which I thought was um, quite poetic, given that she's American and it's quite a significant date to the Americans now. And we were going to have that date, uh, but obviously it's pretty... Pretty sure it's not happening now, which is really sad. 
Well, when you say she was due to play in Trowbridge or Wiltshire, are you actually going for independence now down in Trovegas? Yeah, independence. No, no, well, we've got our own flag, haven't we? Uh, no, um, I just, because I would have been anywhere. I would have just organised a show and we would have put it somewhere. But um, I was planning on doing it at the Village Pump. So you, you mentioned you've been going back to work this week, which is good for, you, for yourself. So you, you obviously, this is at uh, the Neald Hall, is it? Or the Trowbridge? No, this is at Neald, at the, um, at the, at the, at the Neald. Uh, in, sorry, it's in Chippenham at the Neald. And today I've been mostly hanging some moving headlights. And they require a lot of focusing. They require a lot of a... I'm not very good at it. I'm still developing that, those skill sets for the, for the moving, moving heads and the lights and that. So I was re- hanging those and programming them and... It's, it's one of those really infuriating tasks because you've got to, everything is just like, why doesn't it work? And you press some more buttons and then it does it. And you're like, great, but why is it working? And I don't know why. It's just, yeah, it's awful. We're not um, going to get into another rant about laptops, are we? That was... <laughs> no, no, this is, this is not a laptop. No, it's all computer. It's all um, syntax based. It's a, it's a big mixing desk. It's, yeah, it's not laptops. Sounds like fun. It doesn't have enough ports. Yeah, we we covered that last week. We don't need to go there again. (laughs) Okay, so uh, I think it's time for us to uh, go on to our interview for this week. So uh, earlier on, before Kieran joined us, because he was running very late today, I uh, I spoke to uh, Matt Ottridge, who is the guy in charge of the exchange in Bristol. So um, those who haven't been to the exchange, as as Kieran said previously, it's, it's it's not a massive venue. But but they they get some impressive music in there, and it's it's more of a community center than than your typical music venue. Matt's also I mean a few weeks ago when we had Frank Turner on, he was talking about the Music Venues Trust, and and Matt's heavily involved with that as well, isn't he? Yeah, Matthew is the Southwest's um, sort of regional um, coordinator. So um, I don't know if anybody knows Sam Dab at Le Pub in in South Wales in Newport, but Sam Dab is the Welsh representative. So I think every region in the UK has a representative for the music venues trust um, and they are sort of you know connecting the the actual music venues trust to the local community literally right down to individual venues and it's people like Matt doing that work and he's doing a fantastic job so um credit to him as, as I said the the exchange it, it's um a relatively uh, it's, it's a newcomer to Bristol it's not been around that long so I started by asking Matt just about um how it all came about 2012 we started so uh, it's amazing every year the time flies. Before that, we did run another venue in Bristol, were now, now known as the Crofters Rights. At the time, it was the Croft. So uh, we've been involved in venues for quite a long time. But yeah, I, I guess our reputation at the Croft just followed us to the exchange um, when we went there. So it maybe allowed us to punch above our weights before it, it gave us, you know, most venues would have to spend a lot more time establishing themselves, wouldn't they? Uh, but our reputation meant that we got got ahead of the curve on that one. Obviously, we're we're in a really unique time in our lives at the moment with, with venues like yourselves not being able to open. So, what, what do you, what, what just what do you do? I suppose is the question. How how do you cope with that? Well, I guess you just got a forward plan and try to mitigate the the disaster. Really, as a whole, that's what most venue owners have to do. And I think. There's varying degrees of um, what that involves, depending on what financial situation you're in and what resources you have. With the exchange, um, we became a community-owned venue a couple of years ago, and part of that was raising um, a large amount of money. And um, that's meant that we're okay because we've managed to um, successfully budget that money well. We brought in all of the projects that we wanted to complete under budget, which now means that we got a nice sum in the bank so that we can survive this disaster but moving on to what 
do you do or what have I been doing during lockdown? I've been actually um, working for the Music Venues Trust. And so I'm in contact with about 75, 76 venues now in the Southwest. And so I'm seeing a complete range of circumstances with some venue owners have maybe have a pub that does a bit of live music and they live in the pub. So not only is their business gone out the window, they're worried at the moment whether they're going to be able to continue living where they are living. You know, there's, there's um, a lot of people very worried out there because, um, you know, unfortunately live music venues are very valuable to the community, but they're not very valuable in most circumstances to people's uh, bank accounts. <laughs> there's a lot of goodwill and love from the owners who run music venues and quite often that means uh that they are so yeah they don't have the financial resources when something like this happens so uh, you know not that something like this ever really happened <laughs> it's happened once in our lifetime and um you know it's hit a lot of them for six so um the save our venues campaign is helping um with that there's been some government grants there's been um you know other support out there but a lot of venues at the moment just trying to survive month to month hoping to be there when uh, the restrictions are eventually lifted yeah so so how do you see the the next step so as as we begin to to lift and, and these from where we currently are what would you see being the best scenario for for music venues i think the best case scenario is that they find a vaccine as soon as possible and they allow us to reopen with full capacities because um anything else is going to be difficult I try not to speculate too much on it because it's just completely out of our out of our remit and understanding, really, isn't it? Um, I think that's the only eventuality that we're all all able to deal with at the moment. Anything else that involves social distancing, that involves um, different capacity levels, what time we reopen, it's it's, it's all all out of our hands, I suppose. Mm, it is yeah and it's, it's a really difficult one to answer and i appreciate it. i just threw that question at you um but, but i suppose as you mentioned earlier on the, the exchange is in a, a, the fortunate state that that you, you're quite stable financially and, you, and you've got that um cash in in the bank but mm. but there are a lot of venues who who are going to struggle so if you're speaking to these venues maybe these one-man bands these people who say you live in the flat above the venue who really have no income coming in mm. it's obviously going to have a, a much bigger impact do, do you think we're going to see a lot of venues closing um later this year well, hopefully not. I mean, I'm hoping that the work that I'm involved in with the Music Venue Trust and, you know, I can't take much credit for that. I'm just coordinating things in the Southwest. But the uh, core team are doing an absolutely amazing job at the moment. We're helping venues um, identify where they are eligible for um, funding, pushing them in the right direction of of how they can generate um income and obviously you know the save our venues um campaign itself is hopefully um fundraising money with artists um giving up their time to play sets to raise on behalf of their the venues that they um they really care about so you know we're hoping that that will limit the amount of venues that might go under hopefully um none will go under that's that's the aim Time will tell when we find out what the next raft of um, support measures from the government is or isn't going to be. It's hard to imagine a situation where if we are going to be shut for the long haul, that there isn't going to be some other government intervention, just because why would they have put in the amount of money that they've put in at the start to then allow everything to go over? That's go under, sorry. Uh, That just seems like throwing good money after bad. 
Unfortunately, we're not the decision makers, although yeah, obviously Music Venues Trust do have an open line to um, the government. They're speaking to the DCMS, which is the Department of Culture, Sports and Media every day, I think. So, I mean, um, hopefully what they are saying and the analysis that they've done of the situ- situation is getting back to central government and um, hopefully uh, further steps will be taken to um, safeguard the future of these uh, vital institutions. Yes, yeah, certainly. Let's hope so. With For people who've not been to the exchange, you're, you're quite a, a unique venue yourselves, aren't you? you? First off, you're not just a venue because you've got a couple of other things like a record sh- shop upstairs and things like that. Um, but, but also you're not managed in the, in kind of the typical way either, are you? No, that's right. So, um, yeah, so at the exchange, let's, let's talk about what happens there first. We've got uh, one live room that's 250 people can go into. We have a second room now in the basement, a little more DIY stage, which is a 60 capacity. And then also in the basement, we have uh, Joe's Garage, which is run by a local engineer, um, which is a recording studio. Then up on the first floor, we have the record shop, which is run by Specialist Subject. At the back, we have a book distribution, um, which is active distribution. And um, just to top it all off, we have a kitchen and a um, cafe that runs during the day. So we're very busy. And then in terms of the exchange itself, in 2018, as I mentioned earlier, we ran a community ownership campaign. So actually, we're what is known as a community benefit society. Uh, we currently have 396 members, all of which invested into the exchange um yeah so it's a very interesting uh, setup but it does mean that we're constituted not for profit and it does mean that we have a lot of people um you know inputting their ideas and you know helping us shape the, f- the future of the exchange and you know a lot a large part of doing the share raise in the first place and creating this structure was to ensure that the exchange would last for years to come because, you know, we've all seen these venues come and go, you know, venues that really mean a lot to people. And I think now people are beginning to realise that, you know, it can't just all be tied up to sort of one or two people who really care about the place. So we're hoping that with the structure we've got, eventually the succession will will be managed a lot better and eventually the proudest we could be with it would be if in 20 years' time we had nothing to do with it. Um, and it was still being ran and as it is now as a great live music venue probably with lots of other things happening in it by that point you know yeah. an arcade and uh, i don't know you know <laughs> some other mad idea so um, i'm not sure what actually could be able to fit in there you've got so many things going on yeah, yeah. Um, now in in the back of my mind is it right that the idols have something to do with the exchange are they formed or they something? yeah the um uh dev the bassist was um the manager there for a few years like two or three years so um yeah that was Obviously, they played at the exchange a bunch of times as well. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the connection. Okay. Bit of a claim to fame for the venue then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, he still owes us a shift. Um, I, think he, I think he got accidentally paid for a bar shift that um, he didn't work on one of his last weeks there. And so he's, he's always promised that he'll come back and work it at some point. We're just, we're just keeping it for the right time. We're just going to make sure we're going to... We believe that the fame is going to go up and up and up and um, we're just going to wait until he's like they're international. Uh, well, they're already internationally renowned, but until they're as big as, I don't know, you two are or something like that. And then, then that's when we'll get him back in. So Yeah, keep the post-it note handy. Don't lose that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. um, okay, so just, just finally then, um, obviously going back to the, the charity work, is what can we do as, as music supporters to help our venues through this? 
I think a lot of venues are probably putting out there the ways that they can be helped because they're all sort of, you know, managing it in different ways. Some of them are selling T-shirts and tote bags, for example. Some, you know, like the exchange or whatever, are sort of offering membership. People want to get involved. But then obviously there's a whole raft of venues, probably around about 150 now, who've signed up to the Save Our Venues campaign. You know, I think that's probably the the first port of call is if there's a venue that's really important to you, to check out what what they say that they're doing themselves and then you know after that thinking about other venues that you go to and that you enjoy and seeing what they're doing checking out the saveourvenues.co.uk and seeing if there's any venues on there that um, mean something to you and then just see you know potentially what artists are up to because a lot of them will be supporting certain venues that were very important to them in their formative years so if there's a potential you know and then obviously that's all comes with the caveat that these are hard times for everybody and uh, not everybody is being furloughed and not everybody has income coming in at the moment. So, I mean, obviously if you're in that position, shouldn't be sort of being, you know, just think about sharing um, these things on social media instead, you know, I don't think anybody's expecting, uh, you know, these, these are difficult times and there's a lot of worthy causes out there, aren't there? So. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of people looking for donations at the moment, so it's difficult to know uh... Where do yeah. the Finally, just um, have you got any local bands or any uh, any bands from the area that, that, that are particularly in your head at the moment? Just so we can see if we can track down a song to, to play out of this. Yeah, um, I, I think I sent across a song already. To uh, oh, that's Kieran. fine. Then, then I will yeah. chase Kieran down and get. get yeah. that's on. all right. No worries. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll talk about all of the ones um, that have a link to the exchange. Um, okay, with yeah. People people who work at the exchange because it's nice to make sure that people are hearing them in these uh, difficult times with them uh, since they've got no work on. So there's um, Woe Nows, which was the track that I, I sent to Kieran. There's Dog Eyed. Um, again, they're, they're on, both of those bands release a specialist subject and Toodles and the Hectic Pity. They're also a specialist subject band, so a lot of um, love going on there. Uh, there's Amphiprof, um, a bit more sort of um, psych, psychedelic sort of uh, heavy music. Um, or oh, let's see, there's Anta, um, which is Joe from the uh, basement, that's his band. Um, who else have we got? Uh, Caves, um, Minty, um, plays, uh, plays in them. Um, who else? Oh, the Holy Youth Movement, they've only just a sort of newish band. One of our guys in the bar plays in, but they played their first gig supporting Primal Scream, I think. So, uh, that's a good good place to start so um yeah is that uh, that's probably not everybody because there's so many um people at the exchange and so many of them are involved in bands and uh, you know that's what we like down there and uh, hopefully we'll just keep churning them out like idols you know it'll just be massive band after massive band and they'll all owe us a shift in the end so <laughs>
And that was Woe Nows with a song called Dipping Out. Um, and uh, many people will know that Woe Nows is uh, fronted by a chap called Tim Parker Rowe, who um, also goes under the stage name of Immy. And that is also fantastic and well worth checking out. I came across Woe Nows when they toured with Narwhals. And I booked Narwhals for the music box in Salisbury. Um, and they were the support band and they just blew me away. Um, I fell in love with them, loved the first sight, and I bought all of their vinyl ever since. And yeah, so that was that was dipping out by Woe Nows, and I seriously suggest you check out the rest of their music as well as the new solo stuff from Imi. Karen, in, in the last week, we've now heard that another one of our big festivals isn't going to go ahead this year, which was uh, Arc Tangent. Arc Tangent, yes. Go now, we've, we've got James um, from 2000 Trees and Arc Tangent coming on. As, as next, next week. week so we can ask him more about that but i won't be late for that one uh, you you will you're always late <laughs> but it again it, it was expected so it's, yes yeah it's a difficult time um, and it's a lovely update from 2000 trees i don't know if you've been um keeping up to date with their crowdfunder um but this morning one of my um one of my friends woke up and it was on something like two thousand pounds when i logged in this afternoon it was on twenty six thousand pounds so they're really doing fantastic with their crowdfunding um, to support next year's festival. So all being well, it will happen next year. They're going to have a big, big, big old party. I've, only, I've not actually been to Arctangent proper yet, and, but they always have wet weather there. Despite it being in August, they always seem to get rained on. So That happened to us when we did Tree Fest. So we always did Tree Fest at the bank holiday weekend. And yeah. I don't think we had a single run in, in the six, seven years that we did it, where we did, had a completely three dry days. If, if anything, we had more thunder and lightning days than sunny days. It's mad, isn't it? Um, have you got much coming up this week in terms of streams? We're still waiting for Joe Edwards, who, um, who has agreed to do a stream for us. He's just in the process of um, releasing his album and he's getting some really good feedback on it. Um, I'm still hoping that he was going to come on board very soon um, and do a stream for us. So that is still work in progress. Although if you head over to the Sheer Music Facebook page, you will discover that today, which is Thursday, I found a really old Makeout Kids video that was unlisted on YouTube because at the time they were about to get signed to a label and that. And they said, oh, can you hide all of our embarrassing videos from the past, which I did at their request. And I found it again. I thought, well, it doesn't matter now. I can re-release it 10 years later. And it's a great video of Jed Elliott, who's now in the struts, playing acoustic guitar in the lamb. Well, I think we've managed to put another podcast together. Excellent. So um, we should do that little line that we say that if any bands want to get in touch with us or you've got any streams or you've got any videos you want to share, the email address is shiaisolation at gmail.com. Um, you can find this podcast in video form on YouTube and you can find it in audio form on various podcasting streaming services and also on several of Wiltshire's radio stations. Cool. Right. Always a pleasure, John. It's, Thank it's you so much. Lovely to chat to you. Um, see you next week. Take care, guys. Bye.